Harness Racing, Victoria wide. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. A very good morning to all racing lovers, particularly those who are interested in the... Uh in the harness racing game, the Trotters and the Paces. Big night tonight at Tabcorp Park, Menangle. With, uh, well, it's one of the best meetings we've seen in a long time. This qualifies for the Miracle Mile, for the New South Wales Derby, for the New South Wales Oaks, and also really for the Ladyship Mile with the Robin Dundee. Good morning to you, Blake the Baker Boy Redden. Morning, uh, Bon. Looking forward to covering off very quickly last week, but more importantly, looking forward to this week. Good group one racing in Tabcourt Park, Melton as well. We'll go right, we'll right through that program in the second half of the show. The Night Pistol, of course, being the feature event. Their very short price favourite is the nation's preeminent square gate at Tornado Valley, but we will review, as you mentioned, briefly the events of the last seven days, and we'll start with poster boy pin-up result in chariots. He was exceptionally driven, but I think we, we don't want to take anything away from the performance of the horse. I think he's gone to another level, this preparation poster boy, and he was a very deserving winner for the big V up there at Tabcourt Park Menangle last Saturday night. It'll be interesting to see how he goes next Saturday night in the Miracle Mile against all the big dogs, but uh, he can't have done anymore in his two runs or three runs back this preparation two in at group one level being the bonanza and now, and now the chariots look he's had nice runs in both races it's fair to say and and there clearly is a trend at Menangle in big sprint races from horses off speed so you kind of have to qualify it to some degree with that but at the same time the way he ran past Spankham and the bonanza the way he did it on the weekend albeit again I mean the, the two that finished behind him were both massive odds so it's kind of a little bit confusing. That's why next week is going to be so exciting to see exactly where he's at against the absolute big dogs. But as you say, take nothing away from him. He's uh, he's in rare form at the minute. Is the recent record of three-year-olds in the Cox Plate um, massively improved upon what it was years ago? Uh, I just think they're trying it more and more because they know what an advantage it is to have such a weight um uh, weight drop. Yeah, well, you take weight out of the equation. There seems to be a similar situation for the, a race like the Miracle Mile and obviously all the big races where, um, you know, once upon a time it was considered folly really for four-year-olds to try and win these races. But certainly he's had a massive advantage purely because he's got the extra week, um, yeah. as we've said in the past. So I think he's going to be a major player, draw dependent, but I reckon he's going to be a major well, actually player. actually not. He's that one that he'll need them to run along and he'll be sitting off speed. Draw's not going to matter and, and he'll be launching late. Yeah, I, I, the record of the Miracle Mile does suggest it, the horse is drawn. I think Greg Hayes pushes this barrow quite a bit. If you're drawn outside six, you can't win. Yeah, okay. So, um, yes, you can race off the pace. Changing race now. You need to not have... We well, can't get back to last, probably, but it, it was a very... Have faith in me, didn't he? Huh? Have faith in me. One from last, didn't he? Was he last? I think so. It was a, well, he was an amazing horse, have faith in me. I still don't know how he won that um, Miracle Mole defeating Lenny the Shark when he bobbled. Field Marshall would have been nearly last. He was back in the field, but he wasn't last. And it's maybe the work you've got to do a little bit as well. Maritai weaves a passage to Terrain Cup success. Stable made a poster boy. Um, I spoke to Clayton Tonkin after the wins of both horses. And I, like I, I mentioned to him, because I, I think a lot of people would have thought that Maritai might have attacked the Chariots of Fire series. Um, they chose to go an alternative route and... I said, is there much between these two horses? And he indicated, look, there probably is a gap between the two horses. But personally, I don't think it's that profound. I reckon Maritai's a very good horse. He's running the four-year-old Bonanza was sensational. And for him to follow speed the way he did, yes, he got an economical trip. But to explode off a track record speed the way he did, I think he's a really good horse, Maritai. Well, the other thing it shows is that he is very versatile. That was a staying trip. He's clearly not yep. bad at sprinting. Middle distance isn't going to be an issue. So uh, he's he's got a little bit of versatility to him. 
as you say, he had a nice trip in transit, but uh, did all he could under the circumstances. Good drive from Kate Gath, and it capped what has been an incredible fortnight for Emma Stewart and Clayton Tonkin. I'm, I haven't updated the stats since Tuesday, but I think um, something like 27 winners from 37 attempts uh, at the race, in a race since uh, since the 5th of February. So their team is absolutely flying. I don't think it would have deteriorated too fast. No. And to be quite honest, Superbad Trotter takes his second cup on the trot. We, of course, Superbad for those who've seen the film with Michael Scherer and uh, Jamie Hill. What would you rate the film out of 10? I, I, this often happens with me with films, but I didn't... Didn't properly watch it. No, I didn't. It, oh. it didn't have the impact that I was hoping for, to be honest. But then you I might can... have been five years too old. No offence, but it's a very you know teenage comedy, isn't it? I it's, I think you well know I've got a relatively um, <laughs> infantile sense of humour. So okay. I, and okay. I actually I could I could I, I really I don't know how I'm not supposed to take offence to that, but <laughs> I, mean, I, just, I, yeah, I, okay. I no I love those films, but okay. it, it probably didn't have the impact. But I'm willing to go back. Watch it again. I think I said to you the other day something about Mary. I watched it years later, and I yeah. didn't really enjoy it the first time. And I absolutely loved it when I watched it most recently. Um, McLovin, we're speaking about though, and um, <laughs> we've sort of m- missed the point here. Uh, goes around tonight at Tabcourt Park, Melton, and it's funny, you know, because he's won a South Australian Trotters Cup and a Terrain Trotters Cup. But I feel like this is his toughest test tonight. But um, what he what he has shown, I think you've got a concern about his point to point speed. But well, it was good at South Australia. I'll admit that. Well, I reckon he's gone spectacular time really under the circumstances it was just Australia. A, just on visually i thought it was a bit more dour last saturday night at terrain and not that that's a bad thing it was a staying race I feel like he was being held together a little bit at terrain he worked to the breeze it was, look i'm not knocking the performance whatsoever it's just uh, i think he's in a bit of a holding pattern until tonight and, and going forward until he does test himself against the absolute best i think we're in a holding pattern watching him not knowing exactly where to rate him probably yep. more than anything else yep. but um i, I would say that we can definitely confirm he's a very good horse. Uh, and the final point uh, from oh, the, the the review, not the preview here, major occasion makes her way into Ladyship Mile while Carla sits on the sidelines. It's been a bit of a weird situation, really, because all of the good, or the top-line mares, I guess you could say, are really attacking tonight to get into the Ladyship Mile, whereas um, Major Occasion found a nice race for her. The Frisbee team obviously going well with our Uncle Sam, and um, and she was too good. So all credit to her. It's, it looks like a bit of a shame, really, that I think Carlos Pixel had to trial during the week. She's not all, basically not allowed to race at Menangle because she's already qualified through the Ladyship Cup. So she had to go into a Miracle Mile qualifier, which obviously Connections didn't want to do. Um, but at the same time, we've spoken about how you know being fresh in these big races isn't a disadvantage. So the only negative, I guess, for her is that she um, she has only had the one run back from retirement. But uh, yeah, I, I think. We've got a really strong race tonight. We'll talk about later, but uh, Major Occasion got the chocolates last week. Yeah, I reckon there's only a few horses who can win the Ladyship Mole. Carlos Pixel is one of them. Dean Braun's an exceptional trainer, and he'll work it all out. My concern was that they felt they were probably a week or a run behind going into the Ladyship yeah. Cup. Now, she was able to win there, but it wouldn't have hurt her to have another yeah. really solid hit out. But as mentioned, he's a very good trainer, Dean Braun, and I'm sure he will do what's required to have her in peak fitness for... Her last ever race, we believe, is going to be the Ladyship Mile. Um, if not, it'll be sort of, yeah, well, probably will be her last ever race trying to defend her title from 12 months ago. Runs of the week. We'll start with the horse that you found as a two-year-old and continues to race particularly well. He's, he's actually turned into a really lovable horse. He, I think he could be a bit better than we already know, Major Exclusive. And I know that sounds silly because I've rated him highly the whole way through, but uh, he obviously was in that big pile up in the South Australian derby Good to see him back and winning ways during the week. And 
I really liked the way that he just swallowed up the Pirate um, in the last 50 metres. It looked like Arg was going to give a massive kick and then Major Exclusive said, nah, not happening, and uh, and raced straight past him. So he gets one vote for me this week. Do you want to take uh, the two or the three? No, I'll take the two. Um, Dance Craze, um, really impressive in a, in a heat of the... Bit of a free hit from you. Yeah. Uh, Brutus, uh, should say Breed for Speed uh, Gold Series qualifiers at Bendigo on Thursday evening, um, tackling what we who we think are probably you know the best going around. Of course, into the unknown has got a stack of ability, and we know where she, she's headed to some uh, pretty lofty places and plenty of other good horses. But Dance Craze, she's the great Southern Star winner. I mean. On face value, should be an extremely short price favourite to take out uh, to sweep the Breed for Speed Gold Series, and she looks like she's well on her way to doing just that. And for three votes... From the same program... You have found... A horse that showed electric speed for the master of the square gate of Chris Lang, Bullion Lady. She's in the Bronze Series, and she might be thrown in there because the way she... Uh, not only ran the gate, but ran her last quarter in 27-3. That was, that was a bit special, and she's well bred out of Miss Bullion. Uh, she's got a really bright future. Yep, and, uh, of course, Richard and Pauline Matthews, who have uh, owned plenty of very good ones. Can you name the best that they owned? It was trained by Chris Lang as well. I'm putting you on the spot. Let me Ah, through. he's too good, the kid. That'll do us for the first half of the show. He's on Don't a high. Do driver of the week. He's on a high. Oh, you want to do driver of the week. It's probably Chris Elford for you, isn't it? It's not. Oh, Olivia you Chris every week. Olivia Wheaton back. First drive, first win at Bendigo on Thursday night. I think that's worth noting. Uh, yeah, and she's she's obviously been around the game for a very long time. I will say um, uh, it was a really good drive because for a horse smart little shard that likes to be up in the breeze, she I think she thought about moving mid-race, but they were running along, so decided not to and uh, was able to just launch late and find the line. I don't want to, I don't want to be pejorative there. She's a very young girl, Olivia, but she's been in it since birth pretty much and uh, has uh, always promised, I suppose, to get into the cart and drive a winner. She's done just that during the week and she is our driver of the week, so that means for the last 37 weeks, 32 for Chris Alford, <laughs> one for Greg Sugars, one for a couple of others and one for Olivia Wiedenbach. Time for a break here on Talking Trots. When we return, we're going to deep dive into this Group 1 meeting at Victorian Harness Headquarters Night Pistol Program at Tabcourt Park. The Weekend Review, The Weekend Preview. RSN 927 is Talking Trots. Welcome back to RSN on this beautiful Saturday morning. Blue Diamond Day for the Gallops fans, but for us... I'm heading out there. You are, nice. Yeah. It's Night Pistol Day, uh, or Night Pistol Night, of course, and uh, and those feature races at Menangle. We might touch on them very briefly at the end. So we need to rip through this program at Melton Bond, starting with race one at three minutes past six tonight. Over the sprint trip, uh, we've got a dominant favourite here in Lift and Talk, and the only danger appears to be the stablemate, Frankincense. No real danger is there. Lift and Talk, look... It's funny, I'm, look, I'm going to contradict myself, not for the first time in my life, not for the first time today probably, even though it's early in the morning, but uh, I'm going 11, 9, 4 and 1 and suggesting that even though I've always got doubts over horses drawn wide second line alleys over short course trips, particularly at Tabcourt Park, Melton, um, should never be considered stone cold certainties. Lift and Talk has got so much on this field in terms of um, natural ability. Uh, he's he's sort of been cast as a glass jaw sort of a horse at different times throughout the course of his career. One who can ping the ping the uh, lids or you know run the gate and find the front, and then if he gets a breather, he can finish off. But if not, he's vulnerable. But in this class of race, see when only he sat parked in a qualifier, ate them alive. He's broken one fifty five or gone one fifty five or better three times in his career. No horse in this race has ever done that in terms of uh, winning mile rate. So. He'll take care of them. Frankincense is a nice mare. I've always had an opinion of her. Um, 
I think she's a, well. She's a clear second pick here. If she'd um, if she'd drawn the front row, we might have had a different situation in her hands. And uh, outside of them, I'm going with number four, Sahara Tiger for Gary and Debbie Quinlan as probably a likely third place getter. But the one who'll be fighting with her for that role is Natsa Christian, who's been racing particularly well without a stack of luck and gets a pole marking draw here. And I suppose you've got to include Bayella Boy, who won the third of the three qualifiers, but the weakest of the three for this series. 11 lift and talk, one of the genuine certainties bakes over 9-4-1. You, you in concurrence? Uh, yeah, I think so. Good luck to uh, HRV board members Peter Watkinson and Dale Monteith as well in the ownership of Sahara Tiger. Race well, Dale's, the... Dale's a chairman. He's not just a board member. <laughs> well, yes, you that's true. be careful, my friend. Race 2 on the card is at 6.33pm. The tab multiplier trot over the middle trip. T3 or better for the, the promising trotters, I guess. The trotters on their way through, and McLovin is certainly going to headline the market. Majestic plays a really nice horse, though, both off the second row. Can you find a little upset? Uh, a little one, I reckon. We're going to drink Bacardi like it's your birthday here. Off the front row, Nita Bacardi, um, obviously an absolute rogue early in its career, despite the fact of getting one big win early on. It's, it, it, it's been a very hard horse to follow early in its career, but certainly Lisa Moles, who I reckon it does a phenomenally good job with a small team of horses, particularly a trotters, um, has got Nita Bacardi's head in the game. I'm not saying... I would say he's about a 40% chance of... No, maybe less than that. 30 to 40% chance of leading, but he's the most likely leader in the race because he can begin okay, and it's not a really fast front line. Something like Illawong Byron might try and really run the gate here, but if Nita Bacardi finds the front and trots all the way, he'll win the race, I reckon, unless McLovin is, has got a whole other level to go to because Nita Bacardi is very, very strong, has, has an aspect of speed. Strength is his forte. Um, so if he's leading or he's up on the speed somewhere, I think he's the one to be. But the two clear and present dangers are McLovin, who couldn't have been or could not have done any more in two wins from two Australian starts to date. Majestic play is interesting because from a pure speed perspective, he's got these covered. But if you go back through his runs against Nita Bacardi, Nita Bacardi's probably gone better than him when they've met on a couple of occasions. So... Uh, Despite all that, Majestic plays. Look, I've, I've got a belief that he might be Anton Galino's second best trotter outside of Dance Craze going forward. So he has to be in the mix for this very, very strong race. Claudius Princess, I've thrown in for fourth. I've always had an opinion of Claudius Princess, but it's one of those races, isn't it? Enforced the law's got talent. Your Nick's got ability, even though he was, you know, just okay first up from a break. Ilawong Byron, he's probably been. Something of a disappointment, well, he has been since his early days, but he's still going well enough that he was able to fire across and find the front. He wouldn't be too far away. Even Kai Valley Barney, one of your old mates from wide on the second row, has to go in the mix. But I reckon I'm only going to play three wide in the early quad. Three, nine, ten, and six, my numbers. Race three on the card is the Allied Express two-year-old classic over the sprint, obviously for the early season two-year-olds. Millie Rose showed enough on debut, obviously Gemstone... Uh, the only unbeaten horse in the field. Summertime's got ability. A couple of first starters, Lightning Lana, uh, clearly in the mix. Can you sort through them, or is it too hard? That's too hard. Um, I'm going with Amelia Rose on top. She draws particularly well, and she's turned up in the Premier, which is by far the best race that any horse in this race has contested, and finished second to Aussie Battler, and finished off really stoutly on that occasion. Was kept super safe in the market, started around 230 it all adds up to her being the one to beat. But Gemstone did defeat Be Happy Mac, who I reckon the camp have got a good opinion of. Uh, at uh, at the trials and then turned up and won pretty comfortably on debut. Though Summertime's performance in that same race was very, very, very good. I reckon 
it'll be the ignored runner or she'll be the ignored runner in the race for Ted Caruana and Darby McGuigan. So yeah. I reckon from a punting perspective, I'd have something, a win, and probably three times as much a place on summertime, even though Amelia Rose has so much playing in her favour. They're the three key ones I'm working with. Lightning Lana's uh, recent trial at Tabcourt Park was pretty good. She was defeated on that occasion, and I just think, unless the market suggests she's up with the other couple of Verma Stewart runners, that she might be the one that we can leave out of her early quarties, 2, 11, 10 and 5 in the two-year-old classic. Last leg of the early quarter is at 7.30, the two-construct pace over the middle trip. Small field, but good field. Mr. O'Hansey likely to come up favourite. I thought Rishi was the horse to beat. Uh, yeah, I think it's just a draw. I marked him 220 and 250, respectively, O'Hansey and, and Rishi. I just think Mr. O'Hansey might be able to push forward and even secure the lead here. Um, they've, you know, they were comparable runs last time out, probably. Maybe you could even suggest Rishi was slightly superior, but, um, Mr. O'Hansey, I just think, has a few things playing in his favour here. So I've got him on top of Rishi. I think one of those who will probably win. Looks like Evans first up from a break and was last in a recent terrain trial, but we know she was competing at a very high level last time. We saw her 12 months ago. She placed in a terrain cup behind Messini, so her ability is unquestioned, but she might need a run or two back this preparation after so long off the set. And Vinny Chase is just. You know, what do you make of him? He's got super gate speed when required. He hasn't been using it that much of late. He's been, well, he's been working off the arm and more than able to hand up more often than not at Tabcourt Park Menangle. He might turn up and blow these away, Vinny Chase, but he's um, he's too mercurial for mine. Four, five, three, and two, race four. Race five is the Brecon Farms Vic Bread Place. Middle trip, even race, better be the bomb. Uh, probably going to come up, you know, short enough. Royal Hustler, uh, Augustus Jack, Courageous Saint. Uh, Aussie Bogan, they've got to all be in the mix somewhere. It's a relatively moderate metropolitan maiden, I think it's fair to say. I've gone six, five, seven, and 3. We're going to get some value early markets, would suggest, about Royal Hustler. Place it, well, close up third and fourth at its past two starts behind Maritai and Intrusive, who would both start a short price favourite in a race of this nature. They better be the bomb. He's absolutely flying at the minute, and I can understand why there'll be plenty of support coming its way. Augustus Jack is going to have to get a long way back from the wide frontline draw, but is enjoying life as a sit sprinter these days and we'll be rattling home at the finish. And Aussie Bogan, I reckon, can cross the two. Well, maybe not cross Franco. It'll be interesting what happens early. But if Aussie Bogan's up on the speed, it's not no chance, put it that way. But look, if you're playing uh, major quarters and you really want to make sure you get the first leg, you also have to include Motlap, Magic, Dan, Man, the Collector, Courageous Saint. Play as wide as you possibly can, but I've settled on six, five, seven, and 3. The feature is the Group 1 Ascend Trophies Night Pistol uh, Race 6 at 8.32pm. Looks a race for trifectas, doesn't it? Tornado Valley, I guess he has to overcome the second row draw, which he hasn't had to do a lot of recent times. Red Hot Tooth, Delta Sunner, thereabouts, fear multiples, but um, the favourite just wins. Well, it's an understatement that he hasn't had to overcome the second row row draw too many times. He's never drawn worse than gate eight, and he's only drawn gate eight twice. The only two times he's been beaten in his last 21 starts were when he had to race parked in transit. If you wanted to make a case against Tornado Valley, tonight might be not a bad night to try and do it, but it's probably all the nonsense and he'll just win. I just think the dollar twelve is getting pretty bizarre considering he faces, you know, some sort of challenge here. Red Hot Tooth, the only way that he can get beaten, I reckon, is if Red Hot Tooth can somehow slice through, stay in front of him early, whip around, find the front, and go go career best, basically. This this is why Tornado Valley is so short, I guess. But um, Red Hot Tooth is racing not, I don't think, as well as she was 12 months ago or 14 months ago, but she is racing really well. And if she was able to find the front and dictate terms for a bit and then sprint hard and fast, she might be some little threat of winning here. Uh, Delta Sun's the one that's 
very progressive at the moment for a horse who was considered a dead set stayer of the future. He seems to become a short course specialist of more recent times, but he's the one with scope and upside. So he goes in for third. And then a peloton of runners, including Father Christmas, Chiron, Fabrication, Kingdom Come. They all go in exotic somewhere, but... Look, the best uh, trotter in Australasia should be winning the race. Tornado Valley, 11, 10, 9 and 5 in the night. Pistol. Top two both follow out, follow out quick beginners, so interesting to see how that shakes out early. Race 7 on the card is the Allied Express, Ian Daff Memorial for the Mayors. Uh, good race this over the sprint trip. Pistol Abbey draws well. I'm Princess Gemma, though, has gate speed as well. And Reciprocity on her night could probably cross them all, but uh, she didn't come out that quickly last time. How did you see it? I'm not sure she could cross. I'm Princess Gemma. I'm, Pr- I'm Princess Gemma's yeah. very quick. Yeah. Um, and I think over the short course, with the opinion they have of her, I'm Princess Gemma will lead and hold the lead. Pistol Abbey will be interesting. Does she get across Julius Tigress and race behind... Uh, I'm Princess General. We should, will she be one-one behind Reciprocity? I think either way, you and I, I think have both fallen in love with Pistol Abby. She sticks her head down, she charges, and when she hits top gear, it's like she she can run through brick walls, which you've uh, mentioned about another horse of recent times. Uh, look. I'm ultra confident that she'll win. Even though you would normally think short course, I'm Princess Gemma, good horse. If it leads, it's going to be hard to run past. I just think Pistol Abbey is the better of the two horses, and I do think this is a two-horse race. I'm not being too harsh on reciprocity. I'm not being the scorned the scorned partner who uh, who backed her last week and now just wants to pot her. I just think if she couldn't cross Goonley and Mr. O'Hansey, she ain't crossing nine Princess Gemma. And reciprocity is pretty much indicated to us at the moment. If she doesn't lead in her races, she's nowhere near as effective. I think she's got a big future reciprocity. I just don't think this is the race for her and she's massive unders. And in for fourth, Holly's Miss Molly. But look, you'd include Julius Tigress in the mix as well if you're playing your first fours. But I think the trifecta, relatively well set in stone, as too is the winner for mine, Pistol Abbey on Top two five seven four. Ever since she uh, she ran a place at fourteen dollars in the APG final, I think I think it was the APG final. As a two year old, as a two year old Pistol Abbey, I've had a very soft spot for her. Last leg of the quaddy is the Pride's Easy Feed Pace Sprint Trip here. Three big chances. How did you sort them out? Uh, without any great certainty, I think my heart's overtaken a little bit here with Code Bailey. Eight two one and five. I've settled on. I don't know that he's you know a, a pickup sit sprint horse who's going to love racing behind the leader, but I don't think that Jason Lee's got any other option but to follow through and probably track Kasbah Kid because I do think Kasbah Kid's the leader in the race. And from there, I think that uh, the Rockstar just has to hope for some pressure and try and cut through and beat them. He's a hugely talented horse, Code Bailey. He's a multiple place getter at... Um, at Derby Heat level, I mean, he's just—he's got a huge future ahead of him. But so too does Soletic and Kasbah Kid. Kasbah Kid, obviously, a brother to our little general. And Soletic's a hugely underrated horse. Has run some massive, massive races against high-quality opposition at age-restricted level and won two from two this preparation. Crucially, not that you'd think this about Soletic because he doesn't have brilliant gates there, but he's four from four over the short. So, I mean, that's a significant stat as well. But I've gone with eight over two and then one Kasbah Kid in for third. And I've thrown in as a clear fourth pick, Franco Tristan. He's a very good horse. And he'll be winning some some nice races going forward. But he has become a bit of a perpetual bridesmaid. And with three other standout runners in the race, you'd think that Franco Tristan's going to need a lot of favours from a sticky gate to break through. Eight, two, one and five in the prize. Easy feed pace. All right, let's rip through the last two 
the great redeemer, if she trots, probably wins the second last. Are you you're backing her, her into trot? Nah, no, the, the, the trust level's been broken between us. I'm going with the stable mate, success counts, but with no great confidence over the great redeemer. I reckon Chris can Kios can on fast forward probably take out the other, you know, round out the winning chances there, 8, 13, 11 and 7. And in the last, uh, you've seen it a little differently to how the market's likely to shape up. Yeah, don't, I really don't get the market, to be honest. I'm going with Topsy's Delight. I reckon it'll ping across them at the start, get a breather and then rip home. Um, it's one of those situations, racing parlance, whatever beats her, wins. Five over nine, Nikotaris, who was a very good win in the alternate qualifier for this series, but faces a different challenge here after leading in that qualifier here from the second row. Draw Baron Joey's a horse who's going really well and might just keep rounding them up from one on the second line to sit parked in transit. And Diamond Callum was a bit disappointing last time, but is the only other conceivable winning chance. Five, nine, eleven, and three. Best bets on the card, I think, probably value running at Nita Bacardi and Pistol Abbey the best, if I sorted it through. Yeah, Pistol Abbey, uh, you're doing a bit, a bit of my gear from uh, from race day mornings here, tipping my best in value. Best is Pistol Abbey, best value, probably Nita Bacardi. And I reckon there's some more value across the card here. I'd be suggesting summertime's worth a bet each way, and the same can be said for Royal Hustler, who might come up a silly price. Topsy's delight also in the final event. So one of those rare programs at headquarters where we can play for value and maybe get a result. Enjoy the day. Thank you.